Welcome to Travels in a Mathematical World, a podcast from the Institute of Mathematics and its Applications, the IMA. My name is Peter Rowlett. This is episode 24. 24 is the only number that is the product of all of the numbers less than its square root. This week on the podcast we hear from John Sharp of the London Knowledge Lab, who talks about his work in mathematics and art. I read chemistry at Oxford, not mathematics. But in 1968, I went to an exhibition at the ICA in London called Cybernetic Serendipity, which is the use of computers in art. But although it was computers in art, in those days there weren't programs like Photoshop and other graphics programs, so you had to program yourself and you had to use mathematics. So most of the art was mathematics. Um, That turned into the Computer Art Society afterwards, and I joined that, and I did a lot of art. On the, I always wanted to use a computer, but I was actually using mathematics externally, because computers were quite expensive at the time. And then I went into uh, the Apple II, which was the first graphics computer that was affordable, and then I did more and more art, and got involved with um, drawing perspective and various other uh, abstract concepts and I went to a it was I was kind of isolated because there weren't many other people doing it Uh, I did get involved with a group in 1972 called the systems group that are constructivist artists because they were an exhibition at the Whitechapel Gallery in London and then I went to an evening class of somebody teaching projective geometry as an artistic uh, concept to people who weren't mathematicians but were looking at uh, philosophy and uh, artistic versions of uh, polyhedra and all the uh, perspective developed geometry that came from the 19th century. And I took over that class when the the tutor resigned and I converted it then into mathematics and art and I taught that for about 25 years as an evening class. And then I went to a conference in 1998 called Bridges, which is where people were, my type of people, working with mathematics and art. Uh, this is developed out of a set of uh, summer meetings that uh, Professor Nat Friedman at uh, SUNY in Albany had set up. But Bridges became, has become a much more formal conference. It's now been running for, again, nearly over 10 years. And in 1990, sorry, in 2006, I organised it at the Institute of Education in London. And that has then uh, developed into a continuing set of monthly seminars that I run with my colleague, Philip Kent, who's a research officer at the London Knowledge Lab, which is part of the Institute of Education. And we have an endless... We don't seem to run out of ideas. There are lots of people working in this area. Um, Now, my art tends to be uh, a lot of paper sculpture, 
Uh, but I do lots of two-dimensional work. I'm quite interested in using things like linkages. So this is, to me, computer art because it's, it's analog computing. But I do a lot of um, work with generating sculpture in the computer, generating 2D images from mathematical concepts. And certainly the Bridges Conference is uh, an example of how that can happen in all sorts of areas in mathematics. There are people working with textiles. I do work with some textile people as well, quilters. Um, there's a mathematical knitting group. Um, it's, but it's all kind of hidden, uh, and it needs to be more brought out uh, because mathematics and art is quite a good way of uh, getting people excited in art and mathematics. And when I used to teach geometry and art, I used to be able to do quite complicated mathematics, not to tell the people what they were doing, but they just, they just coped with it. But what, what I did used to get a lot of is people would say, uh, I was no good at mathematics at school, but I like geometry. And I can't really understand why people don't see geometry as mathematics. Um, but if you started to introduce numbers, they started to get a bit frightened. Um, the most popular class I used to do was a Saturday class on the golden section. And I used to do that to um, destroy the myths rather than to uh, necessarily uh, enhance them because I think there's a lot of uh, rubbish talked about uh, the use of mathematics in art from that point of view. Um, but I can remember one class where I started to introduce the, um, a bit of algebra and uh, did the, uh, the Fibonacci numbers as a, re as a recurrence and there were a couple there I'll never forget they just couldn't take this because they they were convinced that all the Fibonacci numbers came from plants and that it was part of the sunflower uh, seeds and the, the way um, leaves go round uh, and they left at lunchtime <laughs> It's quite interesting, actually, remembering that there's a recent paper come out that somebody has actually disproved all, all of that. So I'm quite interested in the way that um, mathematics and art go together, but, but how artists bend the mathematics and get the wrong ideas. Because the other thing that's quite common with people talking about the golden section and Fibonacci numbers is that they always assign... The, gold, the golden section spiral to the nautilus shell and that's, that's just not the case the, uh, the nautilus shell has got a, a factor of uh, root of 3 in the, for a 180 degree rotation in the logarithmic spiral and so I try, try to uh, get rid of those myths as well as uh, show how you can use mathematics to create art and uh, you can be quite successful so my, my slice-form models are the most uh, well-known aspect of the art that I, I do, which is uh, part, a lot of uh, other paper sculpture is coming out of uh, similar ideas. I'm quite interested in the mathematics of surfaces. So I actually developed those from 19th century concept because uh, I wanted something to, to teach three-dimensional ideas quite simply. And... 
these were developed by Olaus Henrici and various people, Klein, certainly people like Felix Klein, at the end of the 19th century, they were, they were interested in seeing the surfaces so that they could understand them more. And they used to use those as a, as a means of uh, making models of surfaces. So there's, and they used to actually sell those. And I think some of the uh, models that they made for those purposes are, are really works of art rather than just mathematical uh, constructs. So there are some models of those by Alexander Brill in the Science Museum. Uh, and some of my slice forms sit next to those. And I've now been working with a designer on a new type of surface called deforms. And deforms are where you take uh, two flat shapes, such as, for example, two ellipses, and just stick the edges together. See, if they've got the same perimeter, then obviously if the two ellipses are uh, identically fitted together they'll just be flat but if you rotate them ever so slightly then a surface will come up which is a developable surface and this is to me another another way of people being creative as designer um, artist and discovering things that mathemat mathematicians haven't discovered and Bridges as a conference has a lot of that type of uh, exchange you get a lot of artists who are working on for example, uh, minimal surfaces. There was the first, I always remember at the first bridges, there was a, an artist called um, Brent Collins who was just sculpting minimal surfaces because that's, he just knew how to do it. And he started then working with uh, some of the mathematicians and they were, they were discovering new ideas in mathematics. So it's, it's a two-way uh, exchange. And... Uh, a very can be a very fruitful one as well. So the conference, uh, for example, in London had over 200 people, a mixture of artists and uh, mathematicians of all uh, levels, teachers up to university professors. And as a result of that, uh, we filled the hole in the market, as it were, by a journal called the Journal of Mathematics and Art, and this is now bringing out some of the uh, the background in more detail than would go in the proceedings for Bridges. Right, I hope you enjoyed listening to that. As this is a nicely visual topic, there are plenty of links to exciting content in the show notes, including John's Flickr and YouTube pages, and the website for the Bridges Conference and the Maths Art Seminars. Uh, the website address is to follow. Uh, I'd like to make a quick plea. Uh, numbers for the podcast were increasing over a number of weeks and are now somewhere between 200 and 300 downloaders a week, which is, you know, brilliant news. Um, but I know there are a lot more people out there. So if you're listening, um, can I ask your help to promote the podcast? If everyone just gets one other person to start listening, that would be great. Uh, if you have a blog, please consider blogging it. If you're on Facebook, consider sharing the link. Uh, if you can display it, there is a poster available on the website for the podcast. Uh, for any of these, you need the link to point people to, and the link for the show notes as well. That is www.travelsinamathematicalworld.co.uk If you're interested in what I'm doing, you can add me on Facebook or follow me on Twitter. Uh, either way, it's Peter Rowlett, R-O-W-L-E-T-T. -T. Thank you for listening.